Welcome back. This is part two of our Let the Music Be Your Master episode on New Wave. Steve Ricks here with... Brandon Arnold. Jordan Harmon. Jason Johnson. And this is episode will be somewhat of a coda, perhaps a codetta, <laughs> on our uh, New Wave episode. Uh, I love a good codetta. It's, well, you know, doesn't? you can't beat a good codetta. It's, you know, if, if it's a coda, it's just a little overwrought. But a codetta is exactly what you want. Just a little just a teaser. Little aftertaste, a little yeah. chaser. Um, let's maybe have each, each of us pick one or two honorable mentions and listen to some, some additional tracks that didn't make the Hall of Fame. More rock, less But does talk. that mean that we're not going to have a second wing of this? A level two, eventually? Oh, I think we will. They might get in. These are these are people that might get second ballot if we do we, another. We could be episode. we could be a, a ways away though. By the time we record that one, I think could be. people are going to need to be reminded again anyway. But you know uh, that was like a main reason why I didn't include the Cures because I put them on the '80s Golden Record and I didn't want to repeat myself. I know. Well, I feel bad now for putting How Soon Is Now. You didn't want to repeat was like yourself with the Cure. You wanted earlier. to repeat yourself with Dexy's Midnight Runners. <laughs> that that one was never on it. You know some song. songs. You know some songs. Okay, you, you don't got pick. Me. They you got me. Got me. <laughs> some songs you don't pick. They pick you. They pick you. Yeah. Yeah. Dexy's Dexy's was for Brandon. Lives in yeah. Brandon's heart. You know Dexy's in the Invisible Hand or whatever. What was it? The Genesis song. <laughs> Invisible Touch. <laughs> that yeah. Sorry. It was, that was I was mixing up economics with uh, with the music. Adam Smith's Invisible Hand. <laughs> All right. Uh, but, so you so, want to do honorable mention yeah, for Brandon, each of us? Brandon, start us off and let's go around the horn. Each person gets one or two. Picks. These are honorable mention picks, and we'll listen to some. Listen, less discussion, more. Just, yeah, yeah. Okay. Just listen. Let the okay, let the music go. play. Uh, this uh, this is new wave for me. So that's yeah. Head Over Heels by Tears for Fears from 1985. Uh, this this kind of fits songs in. Songs from a chair? Is that the album? Yeah. Songs from the big chair. The big chair. That's right. Yeah. Uh, this is kind of the, maybe the counterpoint to uh, AHA's Take On Me. Like they, they kind of both 
both fill that that spot of like defining this especially the late period uh new wave synth pop uh whereas this one's i wouldn't call it a ballad i I i'm finding as i listen to a lot of these they're you know you think of it as of 80s music as dance music but a lot of it is kind of this kind of mid-range bpm where it's not a slow dance it's not a fast dance this it's kind of more ballady it's this kind of like uh, like neil young rock songs so you, like you don't know how to dance to <laughs> <laughs> mid-range tempo it's not a yeah. slow song not a fast song so yeah. you're yeah. oh it's awkward but uh you're yeah 13, great, great tune like, interesting voice he's one that has a baritone but then goes into the falsetto sometimes. yeah I, I think they're actually an underrated band i think they're they really are. good their their first two albums um are really really good yeah, I had shout as as a song I wanted on here um, on the on the Hall of Fame, and I didn't choose it because of that kind of like. Well, I just think of them as '80s pop, not new wave. But they're you know, I think they they fit in there, and I think it's a great pick. And I, I think all the all the picks that I've had so far only fit in new wave. Mm-hmm. Like I've, I guess I've kind of avoided the the ones that transcend that right. or are more likely to have their own episode yeah. or something right yeah yeah you did pick irish bluegrass folk pop yeah <laughs> jason's never gonna yeah. <laughs> brando give us another one that. do you oh, have another, another one? one yeah another one okay uh well honorable mention uh, I'll go. We, why don't we yeah. just go around? I'll two, go around. Two, go around. Two, go around. Okay, so mine, I'm, I'm going with Cars, one of my favorite 80s bands. Um, and there's the classic ones, there's the ballad, the drive. There's, but the one I'm going to pick is a little deeper cut. I mean, it's still on their greatest hits album, but it's it's called I'm Not the One. And it's just such a good, it's kind of mid tempo. Um, but yeah, really good, really good song from the Cars. That's my pick. I love the cars. Great band. What's the guy's name? Yeah. Rick Ocasek. Rick Ocasek. Rick Ocasek. Yeah. Passed, Passed away, away last year, ago. two years ago. Yeah, year, yeah, maybe it was last year. But yeah, that's my pick for first honorable mention. All right. Uh, I'm up. I'll go with... So I, I tend to agree with the kind of how Steve approached it. If there's a group that could reasonably be 
placed in another category, then then maybe they're not the best pick for this. And so I had one that's a, a band I really, really like that kind of straddles the line between ska and new wave. And ska is interesting in its relation to new wave because the ska that got popular in the early 80s wasn't always like pure ska like a lot of like if you listen to like well i'll name my band here in a second uh, so i'm gonna pick a song by the english beat or the beat depending on uh where you're at i guess this depends on what you call them if we follow the wikipedia rule the first genre that they're listed <laughs> as being associated with is new wave um some people probably consider them a ska band i think them and madness would have been like the kind of the torch bearers of that early 80s pop ska but a lot of what they did um isn't necessarily their ska elements but it doesn't feel like a pure ska song anyway um i wanted to pick them just to bring a little bit of less whiteness to the uh to the the wing <laughs> but they just didn't make it in um for my hall of fame pick i'm going to pick oh i'm torn um pick go ahead and play this one yeah you know what play save it save it for later those horns mm-hmm. some of their songs yeah. the horns are yeah. more prominent they that sounds new wave-ish to me yeah. it is new wave-ish just, they did yeah. the song so that famous scene in ferris bueller where he's trying to beat his dad home and he's running through the backyards mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. an english beat song playing in the background of that yeah uh their co-founder passed away last year two years ago um Roger, whatever. Ranking Roger. Ranking Roger, yeah. But they're a super cool band. Like, I still, I have a, an English beat playlist that I'll still run on mm-hmm. rotation from time to time. They did some, some really, I think, really good, really interesting stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. This album, Special Beat Service, was a, a big album. And I think it is more of a new wave album. And I think all those bands, Madness, English beat, the specials, those are kind of the, the three more popular ones that all kind of had an interesting trajectory. And I kind of think they all started more purist ska, influenced by original ska, but they all kind of evolved in their own directions that went more in the direction of new wave and pop influences and stuff like that. So even that song, it's like you can kind of, you could imagine that. Mm, dun- Da, yeah. da, beat, but it's not there, it's not right? There's there. not there's it's not an barely, obvious yeah. organ or guitar thing going. Yeah. Da, da. I'll, I'll pull a Jordan. The song I didn't play was <laughs> was Mirror in the Bathroom, but yeah. that's like got a very much more pronounced more ska, ska beat to it. Um, but it still is new wave in my mind. Yeah, and I, mm-hmm. that's got one of my favorite openings ever. I just love the 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 snare and the opening of that Mirror in the Bathroom. Blah blah blah. Um, I'm gonna go for a deeper cut. Some might say a one hit wonder, though this band technically had two hits, and there is a Cars tie-in. So mm-hmm. this is Romeo Void. Never say never.
All right. Say the name of the group again. Romeo Void. I've heard that song a hundred times. Never had any idea who the who the group was, who the band was. So I mean, just little tidbits about this this band and song. The lead singer uh, Deborah Il is uh, Native American. Uh, The Cars heard this band. Rick Ocasek liked him, and they had already recorded some stuff, I think, but he brought him into his studio, and they did a, an EP that included this song. And So Ocasek produced him. Yeah, nice. Ocasek produced this song, and, or, and this, this EP. I don't, I don't, and then they, have, they had a second album that has the, the song A Girl in Trouble is a temporary thing, which is kind of their other hit that you might know that's, that was pretty ubiquitous. But this song was very much set, such a part of the early MTV days. It was a black and white video. Um, you know, her, you know, her vocals and her appearance were just so interesting, different than a lot the, some of the other female stuff happening at the time. And, uh, the kind of subversive nature <laughs> and et cetera. Anyway, so. yeah, there's an edginess to that that I don't, I don't think really came through in at least any of our Hall of Fame picks. Yeah, that, that's kind of cool. But that's uh, that's 1982, so maybe on the edge. It's still still early early new wave or first wave new wave, but 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 before second wave. All right. Another round? I don't know. Another round of honorable mentions or one more round? Other things. Okay. One more quick, round. Quick round. One more round. Okay. Lightning um, round. Lightning round. All right. Here's a here's another favorite of mine. Um, I'll just play it in your eyes, Peter Gabriel. Starts out in Genesis, right? Mm-hmm. With Phil Collins, they both seem to have kind of similar, uh, similar arcs in their career. Um, probably Peter Gabriel has a better, a, a stronger world, critical world, world reputation. Music. I was going to say, yeah, they maybe like popularity-wise, but as far as like their pursuits and how they kind of pursued art, I feel like is pretty different. 
But, like, listen to this song, it does sound a lot like a Phil Collins song as well. Yeah, a little bit. Um, kind of that kind of that similar, like... Something that could be in a Disney cartoon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, you know, it's more of a ballad. Yeah. And more on, the, like, the overly earnest side. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and, you know, very, uh, I don't know, popular pop song kind of kind of crafted but i i've got a soft soft spot for this kind of sure 80s ballad me too peter uh, G- yeah the, i love peter this Gabriel. one this one played prominently in say anything yes right with him yes. holding up the boom box <laughs> very prominent <laughs> it's interesting i just looked up genesis wicked to do the wikipedia test to see like okay are, is new wave one of the five ways they describe it and it's not they say prog rock art rock pop rock progressive pop and soft rock yeah. Which is interesting, and and new wave seems to be somewhat of a reaction to prog rock. Would you say that's with elements in it? Yeah, but, it could, but could some, be. Anyway, I lo- that's a great song. Um, anything else on that? Or, okay, moving on. So I for my next one, man, I keep saying play Cure, play the Cure. But if I only have one more, I actually want to play. <laughs> uh-huh. I want to play something else. But oh, so love, maybe they're not as tune. maybe they're not as new wave as you thought. Don't worry, well, I'm, ba- I'm always, bad cleanup, Jordan. I, I got th- your back if you're worried think about of the them cure. As Depeche Mode, I always I don't have as much knowledge in this area, but in my mind, it's like New Order, Depeche Mode, The Cure. But um, I think of them as the same, like they're in the same thing because they are. Okay, God. I thought I was right about that. I'm going to go with, you had the tie-in to the cars. I'm going to have a tie-in to Elvis Costello with the band Squeeze from the album from 1981, the song Tempted. And when you look, when you Wikipedia Squeeze, what this says is, this is a tie-in to my upcoming episode on adult contemporary and yacht rock and blue-eyed soul. So for Squeeze, it says, like pop, it says rock, uh, blue-eyed soul, and New Wave for Squeeze. So Tempted is a song from 1981 on their album that was produced by Elvis Costello. One of those kind of fringes of new wave that you might listen to. Uh, Nineteen eighty-one. Is that, is that new wave? You know, but I it's kind of the Elvis Costello version. It's a great yeah. song. I really like it. It love feels. It. It, <laughs> I, I, this is not. I love this is not an insult to it. It does feel more adult contemporary yeah. than new wave. That's to why me. I chose it because it's because yeah. it has that. It has that kind of uh, uh, what's it called. Um, Hollow Notes kind of yes. vibe going to yeah. it, and and I'm prepping for for my <laughs> subgenre episode when I'm going to take us to an odyssey. I am always confused. Does he say a flannel for my face? What does that mean? 
I don't know. That must be a British like a handkerchief, maybe. Handkerchief? maybe. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. I'm about to sneeze. Hand me a handkerchief. Hand maybe it's British for that. Or, I don't know. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Am I up? You're mm-hmm. up. Okay, I'm going to go deep track here. Oh, boy. I don't know if this is New Wave, but I think it is New Wave. It's a song I really (laughs) like. As a kid, Brandon mentioned KJQ. So for us Utah kids that were like trying to dabble in less pop, less mainstream music, KJQ was really important. It was this this independent uh, radio station that um, I think a lot of us that grew up here kind of cut our teeth getting a lot of the less mainstream stuff kind of forming our interest in in just different music than what was top 40 and this was a song that was uh, especially a late night rotation on here it was one of the first songs that i heard swears in if you heard it like after 11 on the kjq lineup the first time i heard the word nihilism and scientologist in the same song and it does use the word new wave so i think it has to count as new wave um anybody know what song it is yet scientologist yeah it's uh, it's the nails. Eighty-eight lines about forty-four women. Oh, see, that's a classic K Rock song. Yeah. like I taped that off K Rock and everything. I but... think it's New Wave. Yeah. You can correct me if I'm wrong. It's a oh, great yeah, song. Oh yeah, New Wave. Just got to be careful which verse you listen to. Yeah. Oh yeah. an episode if i didn't bring us a, a song with questionable content if you keep the song going there, there, you'll hear some uh <laughs> it, yeah it's careful more questionable the stories he's telling nsfw um, great a great storytelling song it was always so fascinating to me this kind of casual syncopated storytelling um uh, approach and like i said for the young jason that's listening to this music like late at night when it's unedited i was hearing stuff that for the very first time in a lot of cases both words terms phrases and then even the music itself just somehow had this kind of this cool element where it seemed to blend some uh some seemingly contradicting uh elements and ingredients to come together for this kind of thing that was kind of punk but not quite punk i think it's just new wave yeah what is the difference between post-punk and new wave or is that for we, another day? We talked about it. I brought it up earlier. I, it, it feels like there's a, a big overlap. It, it feels like bands that are considered post-punk, I think a lot of times are critically wave. acclaimed, mm-hmm. if that means anything. Um, it, I think it's a little bit more endearing term, maybe that critics would use than like just new wave. Um, a lot of like, when I think of post-punk, you know, like you 
television would be a big one early on. Um, I think Elvis Costello is post-punk to a certain extent because mm. he wasn't pure punk. Like it doesn't necessarily have like the edginess and raw aggression of a lot of post-punk is not like distorted guitars, which may have existed in, in punk. Well, my, my uh, final honorable mention is going to be the cure. Let's go to bed. And if, if the cure has a new wave track at all, I think it's got to be this one. So I'd love to hear from Jason after we listen why this isn't a new wave track. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Throwing down the gauntlet for you. To me, his voice is the most new wave of any new wave voice. It's, it's part of the part of the mix, you know. It's part yeah. of the equation for sure. Has to be. It's like how can you sound like you're crying and you're cool at the same time? <laughs> Robert he, Smith. He, does he it. did it. He does it. Yeah. No one else. <laughs> There you have it. No, I think I think you're right. That's a new wave song. It's it's tough to say it's not. Hmm. A little more synth synth heavy than some of their yeah. stuff. That's why you know produced. Yeah, I don't know. And I guess a lot of it comes down to definitions. If we're defining new wave by like eighty late eighties synth yeah. pop, then then it's then there's more of the cheesy and everything sounds yeah. the same. But and I mean that's pretty. That's eighty two. Um, yeah, the, like Boys Don't Cry was seventy nine. The Cure. The cure early. Yeah, yeah, it started earlier maybe than some people realize. Yeah. Well, I, I like I said, I've kind of got a time limit I'm pushing us towards, but uh, I, I want to do whatever's Rushmore. the most interesting or whatever. Rushmore, yeah, we could do that. Or I was just thinking, tell me your favorite New Wave band and why, and then tell me the worst. What's the worst about New Wave? And it could uh, be a quick, band. When, it could be... wave, when does New Wave end in your mind, Steve? <laughs> Well, I've got. I, I went on my mission in May of 1988. <laughs> That's when it ended. That's and when it so, ended. When Steve went on it his definitely mission. ended for me then because See, then my, I came back and it was like Bobby Brown. And so I, what you're like, saying, wait, my, what my theory, so. I, I had a long exchange with a good friend, Scott, trying to figure out what New Wave is. And we came up with this theory that New Wave ended when Amy Mann left um, uh, till Tuesday. I think that's when it yeah, ended. Wow. Voices carry didn't yeah. make it on our whole page. Per- she oh, pursued no. she pursued that more acoustic thing that went along with the nineties. You're suggesting that it actually ended when you went on your mission. <laughs> I, I think both both are plausible. The dates might have happened. When, when I think did, it's earlier. I think yeah, it's when the are, second yeah. the second wave that we're talking around when that started. Well, that was I, just now it's pop. I graduated but. in. 87 and I, I i still would have thought of a lot of what i was listening to then as new wave and so i think it's sometime in the late 80s it's it starts to transition i mean that said you know like like you know pixies are not new wave you know why not and, and 
Well, uh, you know, musically, it's it's a little more because raw. Because they're not doing anything different. Rough. No, they are doing something different. They're doing something yeah, different from New Wave. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Which makes them it's the new next wave. it's yeah. the next wave <laughs> new, the next, new I know new well the next wave waves. was new wave is like it's like it's like the term avant garde maybe college, you know it's like yeah. avant garde is a historical phenomenon yeah. right it's like it's gonna it's happen edge. yeah it's whatever's cutting pushing. edge but but then again certain terms like why, lock into certain things why would you know? the Smiths but, be new wave and the Pixies not they're both guitar bands sure somewhat um, somewhat contemporary they're both going against mainstream i think you can know i think you can point some vocal style the the screen the screaming wall of sound that you get in the pixies you you don't find that in any new wave band i don't think that's true you still have gated drums you still have the reverb stuff i mean they're coming out of that but it's just more depression and and kind of like sonic youth it's the same thing like maybe the 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 distortion the detuned guitars the the layers of just noise and stuff that come in I think a lot of times we're less polished. We're, right. we're, we're more, we're, we're less part of new wave and, and maybe getting back to punk, you know, or, or, or certain ass threads, picking up on other threads. But we call it alternative instead. I mean, one band we didn't mention at all. That's an interesting thing is REM. I mean, they're that e, they're, college rock. Their first EP mm-hmm. chronic town, super interesting. They're in the early rotation of, uh, MTV and kind of in the air there, but but yeah, for, I don't know that they like that first. Album, if different. anything of theirs is going to be new wave, it might have been that first EP and like um, you know. Anyway, they had a different aesthetic. But 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 yeah. if when Brandon's saying indie rock or something, I mean, I'm kind of more inclined to say maybe there are precedents or bands we could point to that I think would fit better with that term than. The more core new wave bands we're talking about, you know, like yeah. D- like Devo, like you were kind of saying, Devo's indie rock. Mm, I don't know. I think they fit more of some of these things we've been talking about with new wave. But REM, yeah, REM, no costumes, no makeup, no whatever. Although later on, he did start. Mike Mills started wearing that Jimmy Page style dragon, like dragon <laughs> embroidered suit. Yeah. <laughs> I'll send that. you a picture. But that was more like midlife crisis. Yeah. <laughs> act. Every act yeah. was still going. They start. But doing I don't know. So I think rather than a Rushmore, do you have a favorite new wave band? Favorite well, band. We, favorite band. And then what's your, what's your least favorite band or least favorite thing or whatever about new wave? Um, and is this like bands that are just defined by new wave no not necessarily yes that, that we're but that we've been talking but, about by the way is echo and the bunny men new wave absolutely and oingo boingo we didn't have them on the, in the hall of fame a lot of painful omissions painful omissions all right brandon but if you're not ready i'll go uh, we can come around to you i'll say i'll say the cure even though they're bigger than new wave if it's just narrow narrowly new wave than depeche mode okay and then what about worst? What's the worst thing about New Wave? Do you have a worst band, worst song, worst hairdo? Oh, I do. <laughs> Brand, uh, Jordan may have hinted at it with some of the gifts he was sending yeah. around earlier. Is it that Captain Crunch style jacket that Adam Ant wore? <laughs> <laughs> oh, which, by the way, in this New Wave book I was reading, he claims he got a call from Michael Jackson. Really? Wondering where he got that, oh, and he no referred way. him He's to taking credit a military For Michael place. Jackson's Captain Crunch style Absolutely. I'll, I'll, I'll send you the reference. 
<laughs> yeah, the the the, the military esque. Well, gonna... that's the thing is, I think new wave influenced the eighties more than anything else in terms of pop music. Like that's why I keep coming back to it. it just that's became what it was. Adam is going to carry that yeah. to his grave every time that image comes up. He's going to be like, you know, why he's wearing that jacket, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'll send you guys a reference anyway. Okay, so. Uh... Even though Depeche Mode is my, my favorite of the, uh, the quintessential new wave bands, they have a lot of really dumb songs. <laughs> and this, this I'm going to put as their dumbest <laughs> of many. <laughs> this, is for, uh, this is even later in their career. This I is love from... the premise of this band's dumbest songs, Kill Hot Dog by Led Zeppelin. They <laughs> <laughs> have a song called Hot Dog? Yeah, it's so serious? dumb. Uh, this is from their album Music for the Masses. I want you now. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> Jordan's already disagreeing with me. <laughs> it's like, well, this is great. <laughs> Do you think anybody in the band still argues that that was a good idea? Like, do you anybody think anybody's they, like, they it, just, it got messed up in production. I still stand by that. No, that was a great idea. No, no, no. Nobody, well, it's the opposite of that. Nobody in this band has ever had a sense of shame for anything they've done. <laughs> <laughs> there was never any argument of whether it was a good idea or not. Yeah, there they was no shame. <laughs> this they is just all taking, taking all of the... Uh, the uh, <laughs> So they're, instead, they're like, what? What's wrong with it? Yeah. Why don't you like this? <laughs> We're just t- turning it up to 11. <laughs> just the logical next step. Yeah. yeah. All right. I'm going to, for my favorite, for my favorite new wave band, this, you know, I don't, I have, I mean, again, it's still very blind spot for me. I don't, you know, like I said, just the last couple of weeks, I've been listening to Talking Heads more. And I'm just blown away. By, like, These guys are really good. There's still things that it's just hard. It's like I, it's a little bit of work to listen to some of the music because I'm coming from this different, like, ah, you know, this different uh, kind of context. But I've been really enjoying the Talking Heads lately. I think the Cars and Elvis Costello would be the, the two that I've listened to the most and bought albums of. Um, and so I'll go with, and I, and I think uh, – I haven't listened to as much Elvis Costello, New Wave, kind of that, that like Elvis Costello and the Attractions, as much as Cars. So I'm going to go with the Cars for me. Cars is my top. Nice. And my, and my and the, the worst, worst thing about New Wave, I already said it, it's when it gets carnival sounding. When it, and I like the, the organ we heard. I do want to mention that there was organ in the squeeze yes, song, yes. and I did not hear the word carnival. No, and I heard that, and you know, I thought as soon as I heard that, I was like, that is the perfect amount of organ. That is the perfect volume for the organ, and it's the perfect amount there. It's not over the top of everything in unison with other like, synthesizers. When we go to production, I want you to turn it to carnival, and then just turn it down one. Yeah. And that's yeah. the perfect amount. 
That's one right. less than carnival. It was, ta- it was more tasty instead of, <laughs> well, uh, I'm in a carnival. Where, what happened? But yeah, that's for me the, the, the thing that gets me the most about 80s stuff. Yeah. Is that? Um, I guess if we're saying, oh, by the way, another name that never came up, Blondie's New Wave, right? Like, how did she not come up? Yeah, how did, yeah Blondie's, Blondie's there, She's there, and they're the CBGB thing, yeah. the post-punk. I think what's, again, very, very eclectic, so iconic, but also eclectic. Let, here's one thing that kind of blew me away when I really thought about it. Think of this. 1978, one way or another, is on the same album as Heart of Glass, mm-hmm. 1978. Yeah. And think of those two songs yeah. and just how they There's sound and everything. sound, yeah. Yeah. You can, you can hear a lot of influence from Arcade Fire have taken a ton from from that that yeah. song. I mean, a lot Blondie of deserves to be there. So if I'm if I'm saying my favorite band, um, I don't really consider them new wave, but I've been voted down. Uh, it would be Echo and the Bunny Men would be like my my favorite band that the the commissioner the chairman of the new wave wing says absolutely <laughs> is is part of the the tent that is a uh, new wave. Um, Super cool band. I think they're underrated. I think they've got at least five really good albums. Um, they're they're a, I think a more complete band with a, a more a broader discography than people realize. Their big ones were uh, what the Killing Moon, and then um, what was the other one on their self titled album? Anyway, Lips Like Sugar. Lips Like Sugar. Thank you. Um, great band. Listen to more Echo and the Bunny Men. Least favorite okay. thing? That's the, that's my homework for this week is Echo and the Bunny Men. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's good. a really good band. Like Their I, song Silver was on one of my... It made it to my... No, it wasn't on my A-list, mention. but it was my wild card that might have made it to the So to they the were wing. one, maybe similar to like The Cure for You, that mm-hmm. kind of got early on for me. I didn't really get into them maybe till my 20s. I always grouped them in with like 80s pop and just passed over them never mm-hmm. really gave them a chance because that's who they were in my mind yeah. and something it may have been their crocodiles album or something I, I finally was like forced to engage with them and give them a better chance and they're they're not an 80s pop band they have their moments like lips like sugar um but they're they're a really good really freaking good band mm-hmm. um least favorite thing i i don't know just kind of the anytime some anytime like the 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 pop parody of a thing overtakes like what it originally was it drives me crazy and i think that happened yeah. with new wave really it really in an exaggerated way yep. because it coincided with the rise of mtv so much and so there was this whole kind of representation of it that was it that just overtook culture in the in the 80s because everything musically was now becoming so visual and mm-hmm. so it it's coincides with um you know copycat fashion copycat sound copycat everything that was just ratcheted up to 11 and so the mm-hmm. kind of yeah. the just the obnoxious pop parody that it, it became of itself um probably diminishes the overall value especially of like because if i think about like who are the pioneers of um New Wave, and if we say it's like, you know, Elvis Costello, Susie and the Banshees, um, you know, or say Talk, New talking Order, heads or, you know. Talking Heads, whoever, like, these are all bands I like, and I think have real good, like, artistic credibility, um, but the... the the What it led to. What it led to... <laughs> so are you talking about Duran Duran? 
weirdly like Duran Duran is I would describe as a guilty pleasure for me I kind of freaking like Duran Duran hungry like a wolf (laughs) there's something there's something intoxicating about them but but yes like that that kind of wave of new wave that was just like built to be so visually appealing um yeah I could take or leave all right bring us home Steve I got to share the favorite with between Talking Heads and Devo. And Devo, really, I feel like their sweet spot is the first four albums, which finish up by like 82. <laughs> so, uh, because the um, after that, I just feel like it gets a little more diffuse. Uh, and. 84 album Shout is actually has an interesting uh, cover of Are You Experienced, uh, which I actually quite like, but I, I don't think his album is quite as strong. And then they keep, you know, they actually have reformed recently. So they, and they're putting you, out. Did you say Are albums. You Experienced? Yeah. Like the Hendrix song? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I got to listen to that. Cue it up. No. <laughs> I think it's, uh, if you've got a hard cutoff at one, we've got. Well, we've got, we got to wrap it up soon, left. if that's all right. Uh, so Devo Talking Heads. Those are the you know Talking Heads is a band that I, I those quintessential Eno albums or and include and then the first you know album are all songs and albums I come back to and listen to a lot. But the Devo, the just the creativity and the the strangeness of those first four albums, uh, and it and and I sort of combine with that this movie I've mentioned, the men who make the music. Mm-hmm. It just was like you know rattles in my brain. So who would be the other two instead of going around for all of us? Just you, Steve Ricks, Sir Ricks a lot. Your Mount Rushmore. <laughs> who well, would we could do a Mount Rushmore. Did, Fill did, it out. If you did Talking Heads and Devo oh, were two, geez. who would be your other two? Well, while you're thinking on it, like Talking Heads for me might be top seven, top, top six bands of all, of all time. time. Like right. they're, that, yeah. that they're that good, big, that important yeah, you love for me. Yeah. They're, they're yeah. freaking incredible, mm. unlike anything. Yeah. I've been impressed the more I listen. Um, well, if, in it's that just, direction. if it's just new wave and trying to stay focused, I'd probably throw the B-52s on there. Hmm. Interesting. And uh, again, for the early albums, but I, the strangeness, the eclectic weird mm-hmm. in the vocals. Um, and then, oh boy, that last one's just going to be a, a slugfest. Probably the Smiths. Really? I don't know. Okay. Pretty... Male dominant. What, sorry. What year yeah. did the Smiths I mean, I release know. their first album in? What? How far back do they go? I don't know. Late. I mean, seven. Is I it think seven, late, like seventy nine, seventy eight? Yeah. Wow. Late, late seventies. That's I think. interesting too, because I always think of them purely as like an eighties, like a late mid eighties. Yeah. Well, it could be. So let's see. Or early eighties at least. But let's see. I mean, yeah. So eighty two. Yeah. First first album eighty two. Yeah. Formed in around eighty and or Manchester eighty two, yeah. So I mean, it's it's clearly in the eighties. It's tr- it's so but hard. such a part of the eighties. I think you so know? hard to see like look back at some of the fashion and think and imagine how that was cool for <laughs> for those of us who weren't you know, but for but those think, of us that wore long underwear under short shirts yeah. in the nineties, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And just to just to give a little some props to uh, Jason here or to Wikipedia is that. New Wave is not listed as a genre for the Smiths. Really? (laughs) Indie rock, jangle pop, I've never heard of that one, Uh, post-punk, and alternative rock. 
I so yeah, I hadn't thought maybe of maybe a little bit, a little bit of revisionist history in this particular post. I or did just edit the you know? Wikipedia page for them. <laughs> okay, so Smiths is off. Who would be your fourth? If uh, not Smiths. We got B fifty twos, Talking Heads, Devo. Guys, I'm no Pick good. A fourth. I'm no good. We got to we got to decide if the police are new wave or not. <laughs> They're one that are kind so of like Steve apparently does not equate new wave with keyboard heavy music. The the police are interesting keyboard heavy because they're yeah, to me none they're of those three heavy. bands are. Uh, yeah, that's true. Right. It seems like I got to get an electronic band in there, so mm-hmm. it's between Depeche and New Order and maybe Yaz. What about the Human League? Come on, man. Human League's all right. You don't you don't have Susie and the Banshees on there. I don't have Susie. I love I love. Her stuff, and I love her voice, but I, I guess just personally for me, it doesn't four register four as mothers. strongly as some of the other stuff. But I don't know. Have we have we fleshed out new wave? Have we answered some questions and raised others? We've raised some. It's, oh, you know what? You what? put us on the spot. Why, Why is, is this you, your favorite? Yeah, do you you love and I love your passion for new wave. You are an unapologetic um, fan of new wave. In fact, you've said it's the greatest. <laughs> The greatest, the greatest genre, genre of all music. time. I'm not asking you to defend your statement. I just want I to know what you what do you what do you love death. about it? What what specifically do you love about it? Well, as much as I was bagging on you guys for referring to nostalgia as influencing your picks, <laughs> of course that's an element of it. For me, it's the music of my youth. You know, it's the music that I first came to. When I realized you could like stuff that wasn't necessarily on the radio, you know, and and so I think it, the spirit of its alternateness is part of the thing that spoke to me. I think the way that it embraced quirkiness and strangeness and incorporating visual elements, I loved all that. I love the mix of, you know, some straight ahead, more rock and roll sounds with drums and bass and guitar, but with synths and quirky sounds or unexpected sounds, that sort of thing. And uh, I guess I can't, I can't, I mean, there's a lot of uh, downer stuff, I guess, or whatever. The Cure, The Smiths or whatever uh, have certainly, but, but there's also a kind of like, upbeat energy to it it does feel like one I of the like. trunks <laughs> that exists in it is fun like it, yeah. it feels like it would be a really fun to be a kid coming into their own a teenager living living in in music at that time yeah and maybe maybe i was somehow vicariously living through some of the excesses and uh fun that it was espousing or depicting because i was a pretty pious teenager but it was Mm-hmm. And also, I like I had no particular inclination to like wear eyeliner or that sort of thing. But I was very happy to embrace the that sort of strangeness and inclusiveness and eclecticness of of the genre. So. Yeah.